Hey everyone, this is Mike Crawley from You'll Probably Agree. Today I have my good friend Matt Fagerholm, assistant editor at RogerEber.com and editor at Indie-Outlook.com. Today we talk about It Chapter 2, how we were not a big fan of It, no pun intended. We talk about all the other uh, recent sta- uh, Stephen King remakes that were released recently. And we talk a little bit about what our thoughts are on Dr. Sleep. Also, stay tuned next week where we talk about a movie that we think is vastly overlooked. And there will be a, uh, a video with clips and stuff like that accompanied with it. If that comes out next week, probably, I don't know, the uh, edited version with all the clips. Or it may come a week after as it's a very important movie that we want to talk about. And I'll leave it a surprise as to which movie it is. But before I wrap up, I want to thank Galway Bay at 500 West Diversity Parkway. It's in Lakeview, Illinois. You know, it's close to Wrigley Field in between Lincoln Park. If you want to go to a good dive bar, see a bunch of friends, play some video games in the back, uh, have a just an overall good time, there's always something going on at Galway Bay. So thank you, Galway Bay. Thank you, Nolan Rafferty from Galway Bay for letting me do my uh, little show there. And having getting all, gotten all that out of the way... We are going to start the episode now. What do you think in general of these Stephen King remakes? Well, I think we can blame it all on Stranger Things. I think we could easily ah, blame it on Stranger yep. Things. Uh, Stranger Things, which is a show I enjoy. Yeah. I do. I think I think there's enough originality in there. Kind of kind of like this. I'll, I'll here's an example. Yeah. Like what Paul Thomas Anderson does with homages, how he pays homage yeah. to people. He takes a technique, especially in the early films. Now he's kind of more just doing his own thing. But when he was doing his like yeah. Scorsese homage in Boogie Nights, or his Altman homage in Magnolia, or especially his Kubrick homage yeah. um, in, in There'll Be Blood, He'll take a technique or a shot or an idea that he saw and he'll flip it on its head. Yeah, he'll, he'll give it, it a new meaning. And that's what that's what to a degree Stranger Things did, I believe. I think by, you know, taking these Spielberg tropes and doing their own version they, of they, it. They did their own thing. I, I, I think they did. And it's, and I, and it I, just uh, ripped it off like oh, do eighty stuff. But know? but I thought there was a whole lot more invention to Stranger Things than yeah. the It films. The It films yep. feel more cynical, it feels more calculated, and here's, here's a perfect example. So th- one of the great uh, cheer moments, I think one of the moments that kind of made Stranger Things a phenomenon yeah. is the scene where the kids are going down the road, the cops are coming at them from the other angle, and then Eleven, who's like E.T. meets the precog in Minority yeah, Report, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, flips the car over them, and it's a really yeah. great shot. And it is, it, I think that was a clever inverse of the scene where the bicycles fly over the cops. Yeah. In E.T., it was different enough, and yeah. it had the same kind of charm. In It Chapter 2, they just lift a scene. They yep. lift a scene from John Carpenter's The Thing. And yep. what made me doubly angry is it's my favorite scene in John Carpenter's The Thing. It's, it's that everyone's. great scene <laughs> where that head becomes detached from the body and sprouts spider legs yeah. and starts walking across the room. And that one guy looks at it and goes, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. I yeah. saw that at the at the music box recently yeah. and the whole place erupted and yeah. that happened. You gotta Here be I fucking see, shitting me. Yeah, I see the same thing happen yeah. in, in It Chapter 2 and I'm just like... Th- that's not an homage. That's that's stealing. That's yeah. theft. It's when there's, your director nothing, doesn't have no a vision yeah. and he doesn't know how to make a movie. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, Andy Muschietti or whatever the fuck possible, <laughs> whatever the fuck his name is, uh, 
Like, oh, like all he does is just use every horror yeah. movie cliche mm -hmm. and just shove it into his film. Yes. Oh, you want someone to walk down a creepy hallway? Yes. We got that. Oh, yeah. you want to have a fake jump scare with a real jump scare? We mm -hmm. got that. Oh, you want um, the, the clown to just kind of look at you for a little bit and then mm -hmm. jump at you? We got that. Yeah. I mean, this you... film would have been just dull at two hours. Yeah. Uh, the, the, at chapter two. Just like but the, the first one. But the fact that it's yeah. three hours makes uh. it, it makes you laugh because it's so insipid. There's no thought behind it. How many times can someone walk into a threatening situation and just wait around for the friggin' clown to I reveal? I was literally like, like going through every a checklist. Scene for three hours. I was going through like a checklist. Okay, we haven't gotten Ugh. through that character yet. Oh, we got through that one. I know. And, and here's the thing. If they wanted to market this movie on the the uh, children now being adults, mm -hmm. then stick with the adults. Stop mm -hmm. flashing back to the kids. Because they we know already... the adult scenes never, they didn't work in the novel. They didn't work in the original miniseries. And it the just novel wasn't even that kids. great. It I wasn't. Know. It was a 1,138 pages. It's fucking boring. Yeah. You don't need to make this into a goddamn movie. I know. Sorry. I know. <laughs> but, but see, T Tim Curry, it was the, the one thing that worked in the original miniseries yeah, like the because... the 10 minutes of screen time he had was... Well, a, well, yeah, because you bought him as a clown. You have to buy him as a clown before yeah. he turns evil because that's what's scary. Yeah. This guy, you wouldn't let a kid no, with Bill him, Skarsgård like, is just the, goofy. The a kid looks Ooh, at I that can make clown, my eyes go in opposite directions. In. Guess what? Yeah. So can I. They, they don't need to watch a Stranger yeah. Danger video to know that that yeah. clown's bad news. Uh, that's that's just it. I mean, that's, the, the movie's over. He's just he's just <laughs> hilarious. He's more funny than scary. No. I was just laughing when I was watching it. Yeah, man, but, like yeah. just that whole thing where like I, I think nostalgia critic did it. He runs at the camera, and goes whoa! Mm -hmm. Like what the hell is that? Mm -hmm. What is that? I know. And then, and then on top of that, you have so many horrible looking like CGI monsters in there. Yeah, the Terrible. old lady who's doing like some kind of dance in the background. She's getting I know. naked. I know. <laughs> and she was my favorite part. I was like, Yeah, when they had the David Lee shot holding that... on her face, that was cool. Yeah, like yeah. like hats off to that lady, that, yeah. that uh, character actress. I'm trying to remember her name is, name is Joan Gregson, I yeah, think. Yeah, I looked yeah, it up yeah. for my post. Because I thought she was the she was having fun. She got yeah. the and, and I think Bill Hader to an extent does too. Like like he he has fun enough with the material. He knows it's trash. Yeah. It's when the film tries to take itself too seriously that is it just goes off the rails. And and here's the thing. Yeah. You know, The Shining to me, what 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 I love about it is it was about something. It had substance yeah. for King, and it had a different kind of substance for Kubrick. And he made that yeah. the movie. He found the meaning in it. I don't think he Muschietti... realized what doesn't work on screen. Yeah, I don't think Muschietti <laughs> took the time to really find out what this film means no, to he's him. He's not creative enough. So you have all these possibilities about abuse, pedophilia, uh, hate crimes. Yeah. You know, all of that's in there, but he doesn't do anything with it. It's yeah. just like one note, like knee jerk. Yeah. Jump scares, and the fact that it starts with this horrible hate crime. Yeah, these, uh, these... we should we should disclose what the scene is uh, so if you'd like to talk horrendous. about it. Or I could, it's like these. And it's these Xavier two... Dolan who should know better. The, yeah. the uh, can prize winning filmmaker getting beaten to a pulp. Yeah. Uh, in this movie, and There's it's two gay uh, guys. They exit a, a, a uh, like a uh, like a circus or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then like you know these guys are going around. They're like, like welcome to Derry. This F word, that. like yeah. this movie used the F word just as much as Tarantino uses the N word. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, it's about racism. This is about people hating yeah. gays. Like, nah. and but and uh. it's such a graphic, brutal scene. And it's so yeah. protracted. These guys just beating this guy and the blood spewing, and I'm like, yeah. it's gonna get into like a Matthew Shepard situation. Yeah. I'm like, where where is this going? And it goes nowhere. No. The film doesn't comment on it at all. It's just the stupid thing to start the movie, and then the the plot starts. Like, you can't have a moment like that. No. And not deal with it or have it's, it mean it's something. It's a scene that should never have been in the book that was based on a real life tragedy that was inserted into the film because yeah. they wanted to make it more faithful, I yeah. guess. And the fact they you didn't know? try to say anything that made me hate the movie. 
no matter yeah. how goofy it got and how there were times I laughed, it's because it was so stupid. Yeah. But I was like, you started with that, I was soured on it the whole way through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. It just felt like it, it <clears throat> wanted to shock you because the TV movie couldn't. Mm -hmm. And because it did that, there was nothing there. It was just an empty, it was the reason why we view horror films mm -hmm. as a low category, mm -hmm. a low form of art because mm -hmm. of movies like this. Mm -hmm. You know, like if we want to appreciate a true horror film, we could see <laughs> The Shining, that which Stephen King doesn't like. Yeah. You know? And then you saw King's adaptation of uh, TV movie The version. Shining and it doesn't work. And, and, yeah. and the great stuff in the novel that did work, like the scariest scene in The Shining, the book, yeah. are the topiary animals. Mm -hmm. This idea of this animal that moves only when you don't look at it and you're just looking, it's a little closer, a little closer, yeah. and then you run and you fall and it's like right there in your yeah. face. Great idea. Yeah. But by having, by visualizing it, it works great in your head. Mm -hmm. By just having this topiary animal moving, it's laughable instantly. Yeah. It just yeah. didn't work on film. Yeah, it's just like Pet Cemetery doesn't <clears throat> work today. It worked mm -hmm. as like a fun, cheesy 80s horror movie. Yeah. You know, like when the dance uh, kid dies and he yells, no! And they like white flash the next thing. It's like, but now we're reliving through all of these remakes of these 80s, mm -hmm. like, horror movies that weren't that great and Stephen King is an amazing author you know I love his mm -hmm. movies that his books that aren't horror mm -hmm. I loved uh, Shawshank Redemption I loved mm -hmm. uh, The Green Mile mm -hmm. you know Stand By Me mm -hmm. Stand By Me I mean, yeah. I think I think De Palma's Carrie. There, yeah. there are some now, brilliant, Carrie was there's a very some brilliant good one. films. Yeah. And there are some good ones. Yeah. yeah, you have Carrie. That was a brilliant film. I don't know what because um, the filmmakers took it and they made something. They made yeah. something distinctive out of it that was apart from the novel. There's a reason why they do something different from the novel yeah. because it doesn't work on screen. And I think Gerald's Game is probably the best recent King yeah. adaptation I've seen. I thought yeah. that was that was really well done. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was again, a great character study. It's, it's kept with that uh, Carla Gugino, I believe. Uh -huh. uh, I didn't see it. Just, I don't know oh, about it. Oh, it's wonderful. It's really what terrific. Gerald's Game? And I, I think it's the same, I'm pretty sure it's the same director of um, The Haunting of Hill House. Is it is it the uh, same guy who did Gerald's Game? I don't know. I, I think it said. did. <laughs> because this guy, Mike Flanagan, He's the guy uh, who's yep. directing Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. Now, he's the guy who's directing Doctor Sleep. So that, that's my biggest positive, I think, for Doctor yeah. Sleep is it's Mike Flanagan who has done stuff that feels the most like a Kubrick. Fellow book. Irishman like me. I actually think he has probably done the best job of visualizing a Kubrick novel yeah. or visualizing Kubrick's prose than any filmmaker. Yeah. Because usually the best Kubrick adaptations are the ones that just take a departure from the book. Yeah. I think Flanagan is the one who's really visualized Kubrick's text better than anyone. You know, yeah, now... And not Kubrick, uh, I'm sorry, King. King. We can so, just superimpose my voice in this. Uh, this is what happens when you do something at a bar. It's just, too. you know, it just <laughs> infects your head. Uh, but you know, uh, the nice thing is, from what Mike Flanagan has said in the first place, he said he's not going to rely on jump scares. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. Good, thank you. Like, he's not using jump scares, but the thing is, with Dr. Sleep, there's a lot of stuff in the book that you can't put in now. And you've read the you book? Have, you have, have you read the book? I've read a chapter, I'm, and I've read I'm, the entire synopsis. I want to read it, I want to finish it before I see the, yeah. the movie. I, okay, so I won't spoil it for you, because mm -hmm. I read the entire synopsis, but... Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't get that far. Yeah, Well, yeah. see, well, well, this is what I want to know, because... The book, the, okay, the Shining. Do you, to, do you want to know the bigger reveal? Can I just no? <laughs> well, okay. okay. Well, I'll just tell you what I know so far. Think so, about Carrie Fisher. Right. Carrie Fisher's in, involved. No. What? Oh, that'd be great. Just think about <laughs> Carrie CGI. Fisher's involved in this. No. Think about CGI. Oh That's no! A... Really? They're gonna do something like that? Okay. Yeah. Well, um, well, the the book of The Shining ends differently than the movie The Shining. Obviously, they're very yeah. different movies. So, what is very puzzling to me and intriguing to me 
is that the trailers for Dr. Sleep are just bending over backwards to be this is a continuation of the Kubrick film yeah. as well as the King novel. And Flanagan that's, had to that's like... That's puzzling yeah. to me because I'm like, well, well, in the book, the Overlook burns to the ground. <laughs> really? And in, and in the movie, they revisit it doesn't. It. So I just want to know how they revisit the Overlook. Well, they do revisit it in the book, I in, believe. Okay. I well, and then maybe it's so it's like the ghostly apparition or something. I don't know. I mean, I so I guess they can play around that. But it's interesting because if if it has to be a sequel to both, I don't yeah. see how it can be with those two very different well, outcomes. Mike and then also Scatman Crothers dying in yeah. the movie and on the book. Yeah, Dick Holloran. Of course, I'm calling him that because I love Scatman Crothers. Yeah, but it's, Dick Holloran what was his was name? Like a Dick Holloran. Big, uh, that's right. Character in the uh, book, from yeah. what I understood, like the chapter I read, he was very prominent in it. But yeah. it also had, you know. Um, Danny is a little boy mm -hmm. still because like uh, the book I guess I think it, does it first start of take off like right after the film where he's living with his mom mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. Shelley Duvall mm -hmm. in the uh, hotel Wendy, room yeah. but you can't get Shelley Duvall now because uh, oh, I love Shelley Duvall I, so much I know it, it's really tragic what happened yeah, to her yeah, I don't want yeah. but um, uh, that so you can't have that you can't have mm -hmm. Childhood Danny can't have mm -hmm. Shelley mm -hmm. Duvall um, and Mike Flanagan. So had wait, to so they're thinking of CGI reproducing some of these actors as well. One of them. Oh, okay, I'll well, just tell me who. Jack Nicholson. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, but do they get Jack Nicholson the actor? No. To okay. <laughs> no. And then they de-aged his face because that's they're, the only time it's worked pull for like me. a Peter Cushing or not Peter Cushing, the, the, oh, the guy from no, Star Wars. No, I who, hated the Peter Cushing Rogue One stuff. I yeah, hated yeah, it. Yeah. Oh. It's gonna be like that for like that's the not ending. Good. Yeah, uh, and then I don't know how it's gonna adapt because like the the main plot fe features these people who are in this cult who mm -hmm. do this thing called Steam where they make everyone else shine I think mm -hmm. or something like that. Well, you uh, know, you know, to me, I, I think that all the all the connections to the yeah. Kubrick film I think are probably a mistake because I think the Kubrick film is such a standalone yeah. that I think this should be more a sequel to King's novel and to King's narrative than trying to piggyback off of Kubrick. I actually think it's a mistake to, to, to be going back to, Nichol to Nicholson and all that. Because I think what Kubrick did, it wasn't really a, uh, a book about alcoholism. Like, it wasn't really a story yeah. of alcoholism. It was in the book. It's, it's one of the great books about yeah. alcoholism. The, the movie is more about... Uh, well, definitely in the movie. <laughs> the, well, well, the movie to me is more about denial. The movie is yeah. more about there's this there's this demon here and we just keep ignoring it until our back is against a corner. It's all yeah. the things that we won't learn from the past. You know, Jack tore out his his, his uh, son's arm and yeah. she just was like, "Well, oh, that's okay. You know, you do that a thousand times with a child, it's fine." She doesn't yeah. see these warning signs that this guy is dangerous. Yeah. And then it just and then it just builds and builds and builds. Then they go into the Overlook Hotel, which to me is the perfect metaphor for mm -hmm. just. American denial. Yeah. We're gonna put it over a Native American burial it's, ground. It's like when we're gonna we, have yeah. all these echoes of racism. All the we're gonna have blood seeping through the walls. It's the American history that is doomed to repeat it's itself. It's like having Confederate statues. Exactly. Then yeah. you that, and and I I totally buy that. I think yeah. that is absolutely was was an intention of Kubrick's. Yeah. And that idea of Danny being trapped in the maze. This is what made The Shining like one yeah. of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah. You know when when I, when I was really watching it again and again. You can watch it again and again. Yeah. The way he gets out of the maze and and prevents himself from repeating his father's mistakes yeah. is he is he follows his father's footsteps. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, follows, he retraces his father's footsteps out of the maze. I mean, yeah. it's a brilliant film. I don't think King gets it, yeah. and that's fine because King's story is what it is for yeah. him. And that's why I'm hoping this movie. I don't know, but who knows? Maybe this guy will do some brilliant. 
merging of the two. I just don't know how it's yeah. going to work. Well, uh -huh. he had to convince uh, Stephen King uh, to make it a uh, continuation of, of the movie the and movie the book. Because, yeah, because basically people are familiar with the movie, mm -hmm. not, the, not the failed version that Stephen King himself tried to produce. Mm -hmm. And... I, I would love to see how that conversation went down, mm -hmm. you know, because Stephen how, how can King it be a continuation? Hates the movie. I mean, if Dick Holleran's still alive, how's a continuation of the movie? Like, there's so many things that don't it's, add it's, up. It's gonna to be, me. it's not gonna be faithful to the book, I think, but it's still gonna be, it's gonna still have all the elements of the book that don't work on huh. screen, like you know, Rebecca Ferguson like blowing CGI fog onto people and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, but, well. I'll say this: If if you want to see the peak of this of this director, if you yeah. want to see his best work, you have to watch episodes five and six of *The Haunting of Hill House*, which uh, was a ten-part series on Netflix, okay. and it's his kind of modern, like, uh, take yeah. on like the ideas of the Shirley Jackson novel *The Haunting* without yeah. doing a straight remake because the Robert yeah. Wise film, I mean, you can't really top that, as Jan de Bont learned in the yeah. '90s, and. <laughs> Uh, and it kind of ends in too easy a way. It yeah. almost has, it's, it's kind of like the problems I have with the ending of this are kind of the problems people have with AI, except AI is a lot more complex and this just feels like a lot of the answers come too easily and yeah. weirdly sentimental at the end. But episodes five and six of this series are the best horror filmmaking I've seen. Wow. Uh, I mean, right around with like Hereditary. I'd say it's like yeah. right at the peak of like the best horror filmmaking I've seen yeah. in, in Recent years, yeah. We'll see so how Dr. I'm like, if he can uh, pull something like that off, this could be a special movie. That would be movie. amazing. Yeah, like it won't be, be as good movie. as the original, and you kind of do have to make it a continuation of the movie because. But it has to be its own thing. Yeah, too. It nothing's has to ever going to be the movie. Nothing's ever going to. And be I don't think it will entirely be its own thing, yeah. and I think it will kind of be trapped in the shadow of that film. Mm -hmm. um, but if you made it like. A, if you just made it like a sequel to the book and now that movie, nobody's going to give a shit about it. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't mm -hmm. give a shit about it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, th that's why he did that. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, we'll see where it happens. I think I think I'm, there's a lot I'm of things that won't work. cautiously optimistic. When you put in a cute little kid in the movie, I don't <laughs> think it works, you know? It didn't work for Terminator Salvation when they had the cute little deaf girls. Like, eh. You know, it worked yeah. for Kubrick, you know? I mean, yeah. if, I mean but, that, if he... but, like, Danny was already fucked up from the beginning. <laughs> you know, that was the thing. He was already talking like this. Yes. And, like, he was, like, cutting his own finger yeah. and shit. Like, this girl just seems like cute, generic little girl well, that they're we'll going to put I mean, again, there. we've yeah. just seen a trailer. We've yeah. just seen a trailer, so we don't... Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see, but I think it'll be, you know, it'll be okay. I'm more excited about this than I was for any of the It movies. Yeah. Or then, what was or that? What was that? What was that, what was that Idris Elba film that went nowhere that was going to be a franchise? <laughs> Dark Tower? Dark Tower. That didn't go anywhere. With Matthew McConaughey. So, so there have been misfires yeah. as well. Yeah, that's what I heard. So he was choking himself yeah. behind the camera. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I heard it was bad. Yeah. But Gerald's game. See Gerald's game. I will see I mean, Gerald's see, game. When you see that and you watch episodes five and six yeah. of Haunting Hill House, you go, okay, this this is the right guy to adapt yeah. King. Yeah. So we'll just see. I, I'm hoping it's more a King film than a Kubrick film, quite yeah. honestly. Yeah. I, think I just it, don't think it, anyone should even touch it. It'll Kubrick. be both. It'll be both, I yeah. think. It'll, it'll yeah. have the Stephen we'll King kind of cheesy metaphysical elements, mm -hmm. and then it'll be borrowing very liberally from... Uh, 
from the Kubrick novel. So, mm -hmm. and as and as King himself said in his yeah. chapter two, in his yeah. cameo, he he basically admitted himself he he doesn't know how to end something. <laughs> he doesn't know how to yes. end his story. I, you're, so all maybe your give Flanagan suck. some yeah. rain, except Flanagan didn't really end uh, Haunting Hill House that well. Yeah. But I don't know. That's uh, what, that was another thing I hated about it. We just it. need a script doctor. Yeah. That's who we need. We need. That's that's why I thought you said Carrie Fisher. We need a script doctor. Yeah. With Carrie Fisher. No, I'm just thinking like you're, they're gonna have a D.A. Jack Nicholson come at the end of the movie. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe it'll just turn into the Tony Erdman remake at the end or something. <laughs> I don't know. That's what Nicholson but, was originally going to do, and yeah, it just didn't man. pan out. Because Jack so. Nicholson hasn't acted in how many years now? Yeah. I know. I know. I miss Jack. I love Jack. Yeah. Right. About Schmidt was his last really, really great performance. Did you see that video where Robin Williams, like, did a speech for oh Jay yeah because like one of my Jay favorite was, things. Was fucking baked yeah. it was it was the most ridiculous <laughs> critics awards night i think it was critics awards yeah. where there were three guys up for Fuck best you, actor Robin. yeah three guys up for best actor and it was a tie between two of them yeah and it was jack nicholson for about schmidt and daniel day lewis for gangs in new york and the guy left out was robin williams for one hour photo great, yeah great performance oh god and so was, they bring up robin to join them on stage in his improv you gotta just look it up on youtube it's oh yeah it's amazing this, i Miss yeah. that guy. But we'll see what happens in these <laughs> Stephen King movies. I think yeah, uh, yeah. the 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 well is still plenty wet, and the, there's still plenty People of money are, to go in People are bringing in the money, so yeah, I, just like I the hope Disney it's... remakes, they're gonna do the Disney directed video sequels remakes of those. I hope they That's just all the end stage. up on that Disney Plus streaming platform, so I don't have to subscribe to it. Just put them all there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they, they have Lady and the Tramp already there, and you know who wrote yeah. Lady and the Tramp the remake? Mm. Andrew Grujalski. Oh my God! One of the uh, great <laughs> independent filmmakers of recent years is writing yeah. the Lady and the Tramp remake. I hope it just becomes money. like computer chess <laughs> with dogs. You yeah. know, like just do really extreme. Is it going to be like a chess machine in uh, uh, um, uh, in the thing? Uh, you know, we're fucking Kurt Russell's yeah. just gonna pull, pour his whiskey in and be that's, like, bitch. That'd be great. <laughs> I would love that. That'd be nice. No, that'll be in chapter three. They'll rip that yeah. scene off next. That'll be the next day. So. Yeah, they'll just fucking straight up all do a remake of yeah. the thing. Yeah. Like for the whole movie. Uh, yeah, I said this was the longest like screwball comedy since it's a Mad 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 it's Mad World, so which is why I wish Ethel Merman was around to play Pennywise in the third one. Oh That'd my be god, great. Would you that'd like? be amazing! We all float down here. All, you know, we all float down here. We're gonna all right, all we should stop this before we're, before we're killed. In here. All right, I think it. I think yeah, this will definitely be I think the uh, recent upload we'll have. Okay, good. And then uh, AI will come later. All right. Uh, and you guys stay tuned for that because there's going to be magic on that tape. There's <laughs> magic on those tapes! Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Me and my movie references. <laughs> but thank you, Matt, for coming on. Always a pleasure. All right. Yes. Thank you, John Davies, for doing camera. Thank you, Galway Bay at 500 right. West Thanks of Mercy Thanks sitting through this back there. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to go grab a drink, this place is lit on Friday nights and Saturday nights. And you can run into all your favorite Chicago comics here. You can grab a drink. Galway Bay, it puts the dive and diversity all right, <laughs> they. And that's why I'm glad I'm here Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we're not bugging too many people. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, we couldn't do this Friday; we'd be screwed. All right, uh, all right. Perfect. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. You'll probably agree. Go to indie-outlook.com. <laughs> you got right. it. And RogerEbert.com. And RogerEbert.com. That's right. Um, and we will see you later.